0: here live like 95 right let's talk about it let's get crunk yeah the day before the main day right Hit that subscribe button let's go cowboy nation let the room fill up we got to talk about it right I oh, know you guys are because I am. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy Nation, one way or another. You're here live, listening in to the Law Nation's Talk, the review show. guys are here i know you guys have been hitting the notification swash shout out to you all for being part of the mix uh shout out to those who've been here there everywhere you guys know how this thing goes right you guys flat foot know how this thing locked, loaded and rolling i uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in just going to allow the room to fill up a little bit more before i start if that's okay with you all uh shout out to your studwood that's on the periscope don't let don't forget to let people know where to go. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. We're live like 95. Yeah. Hey. okay yes no sacks no fumbles just straight control of the game that's how you win that's how you win in the national football league right protect the ball protect the house and everything right because it's going to be a home game for us right (laughs) i just what i heard it's going to be cowboy nations deep out down there or over there and we're going to represent the way we know we know how you know how to do that right shout out to those that's been following the channel uh quick shout out to that that person that's in the first person that's in the chat box on the law nation 2.0 sip the truth 34 appreciate you lance satchel second place shot third place gotta step it up you gotta step it up shotty uh shout out to the donation that have wrote a nation uh cheap r1 good content law appreciate it man i thought i always don't agree but uh especially with dak but well only with Dak so yeah although he don't always agree I always say this right here those convinced against their will is of the same opinion still but we always want to do this right here we want to have strong opinions we want to have strong uh, reviews of everything because if everybody agree with one topic then this won't this will just not work uh there's a reason why there's uh I guess Neapolitan ice cream right some people love the uh the pink kind some people like the vanilla and then. uh, I guess the pink post represent either strawberry or cherry or something like that. Then some people love the chocolate. You know how that go, right? But shout out to those that have been following the channel. And let me jump over here. Money Making Mall, third place on the Law Nation page. Marlon Johnson, second place. He says grow the nation. I appreciate that. And then Savage Time. you got to keep that on your mind. Savage Time, first place over here on the Law Nation page. But let's listen in to what they got to say. Guys, you already know that we're going to try to bust them up across the head too. Let's go, Cowboy Nation.
1: Cowboys. Amari Cooper was a big part of turning around Dallas this season Mm -hmm. since joining the Cowboys. The team is 8-2 Saturday. He'll be facing Akeem to cool. and Marcus Peters, who he faced twice a year in Oakland. And if you ask him, that is definitely an advantage for him.
0: That's what, that's what he said. Obviously,
2: right? I know their tendencies, but at the same time, they know mine. So, uh, right? I think it. I think it definitely helps me. You know, I played against those guys twice a year, both of them. Um, I know. I know them in and out. I know how they play. Um, and I'm able to tell, like, my teammates, or uh, quarterback, you know, their tendencies, so it definitely helps. Do they
0: know you in and out, how do you combat that if they do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> uh, a good I don't think they know me in and out, no. I love, that a- I love strong confidence from the young receiver. He's saying, hey, I know them in and out. You know what? I'm going to tell my quarterback what to look for, what we need to do in order to just get them back from behind me, and then on top of that. If they love to do this particular tendency, then we can run the ball in this particular way. So I'm sitting here looking to myself and saying with my, all about my reasoning, with all of my mind, is that all we got to do is run this rock with Ezekiel. Keep that one-on-one with him. He said he know him. <laughs> when you're one-on-one with somebody, that means you know him, right? You, you know him. So he's going to figure out a way to eat. And I'm thinking that if we can get 100 yards from Amari Cooper, and then if you add in the fact that if you get 130 or beyond with Ezekiel, the main man, Elliot, oh, my goodness, it will be nice. It will be nice. So, hey, let me know down below what, what your, your comments are of this uh, Amari Cooper speaking out. Is he speaking out, um, I guess, beyond his term or or he's speaking the truth right now adam robbins appreciate you for tuning in to the nation really appreciate the donation to have grow the nation but we're going to listen to what they have to say he said love the way you're doing the thing keep it up keep up the good work appreciate it fam Appreciate works it." works one way but it doesn't work the other way
1: so that's an interesting point how much will experience really factor into this the fact that he knows those guys pretty well he played them twice Self, what's season. good fam? yeah i think
3: it's important that that people understand that especially when you play against people twice a year, that Mari P. Cooper talked about, as far as in your division. It started for me when I was in college um, because we used to get great scouting reports on the, the defensive backs, and we had a lot of Big Ten defensive backs, Purdue, Wisconsin. Iowa, right. Michigan, guys that were going to be playing in the NFL, but it started early for me playing against Purdue and Rod Woodson. My coach pointed out to me, Chris, you're gonna be playing to against too, this guy Robinson. for a long, long time. So Money once I start facing all. them, Appreciate my freshman year. You start figuring out tendencies and you watch clips of them. You like to know you know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what they like to do. So Rod and I not only are our college careers mirrored each other, but then our pro careers mirrored each mm-hmm. other. He's one of my um, one of my teammates there in the in the pro football hall of fame. So I was able to experience early how much it will help you, so you start to get a book. I taught Randy Moss to do it, even when we went to the, <laughs> the Pro Bowl. We would go over the defensive backs there, what we knew about them, so he started to develop a book on the well, on the defensive backs that he would be facing not only that season, but throughout his career. So, Amari Cooper, he does have intel. I like the fact that he realizes, too, and telling the reporter, it's not an advantage for me because they face me also, but realizing right. what do they like to do, but more importantly, what. Don't they like to do because in pressure situations, Listen. Listen. what is Wade Phillips going to do with these corners? And Amari knows that in pressure situations, they're going to play man-to-man. And they're going to try to be physical. And they're going to try to come after Amari at the line of scrimmage. That's what they did when they were in Kansas City and in Denver as far as the corners. And that's what they're going to do in this matchup against the Cowboys. All right. I think a lot of people.
0: Oh way. Hey, I wish. I wish. I just wish they're going to try to play man-to-man press man at that. I wish that either – I don't care leave or Marcus. If they can try to play press man on Amari uh, Cooper, that's going to be nice. That's going to be nice because that jab and that foot, once he plant that foot and get upfield, man, they better have that over-the-top safety. He better be able to be to that spot. If not, we – and then uh, this is what I'm seeing. Regardless of the situation or the scenario – they love to flex Amari inside as a as slot guy. I was looking at tons of tapes. They move Amari inside, and he's able to penetrate and find a soft spot in his own as well. So he can do that. Of course, I love the drag right across the middle. And then I like the fact that when they move Amari inside and he just runs up the field vertically. We saw that last week against the Seattle Sea Chickens. It's possible. Uh, all I'm saying is right here, the main focal point needs to be Ezekiel Elliott anyway. But if you can get the caveat of having Amari Cooper outside and then you can flex him inside or motion him out, knowing what the tendencies are to leave or knowing what the tendencies are with the Marcus Peters kid, it can get real nasty. It can. It can get real nasty. Medieval. Shout out to you, Jason Garrett and Shotty. Yes, what's up, man? Appreciate you, Janiqua. Y'all listen to Janiqua. She got the plan. She got the idea. She telling everybody what to do. And you guys need to obey, right? <laughs> Adhere to what she's got to say out there. Appreciate you all for being part of the nation and being obedient to the moderator's demands. Uh, I liked it. Smash that like button. Let's go.
1: People watching don't totally understand that about tendencies of corners. I think people look right. at corner play and it's like, all right, if you're man to man, the job is just cover the other person. So when you were, let's talk mm-hmm. about a great player, right? Daryl Green. You played him throughout your career, right? Yes. And at one point, you guys were in the same division, in Washington Darryl and Green. Philadelphia. And so you you had a book on Daryl Green as great as he was. Yes. What <laughs> what are the types of things you have written down or mental notes on that you want to avoid or that he wants to avoid? Like, what is actually in there that we're talking about? The
3: one thing you have to know about Daryl Green, among many things, is he has amazing recovering ability. He's he one does. of the fastest human beings you'll ever face. He's undersized, but he will play bump and run. And undersized doesn't mean... That he's not physical. He is very, very physical. He's not a person you can talk to. He's very pleasant going about his business. You're not going to be able to get into his headspace. So those are the four or five things you get on Daryl Green, and you vary that from Deion Sanders, Rod Woodson, Aeneas Williams, um, Darren Woodson, who's up to the heart, Ty Law, Champ Bailey. So,
1: so for example, and obviously I've never played against Akeem Talib, but I would imagine one of the things in that is one of the things in that is going to be that. He will talk mm, he and will you talk. can get in his head a little bit you can like a keep he's going to be physical we know yep. that we know how good of a player he is but we also know he is incredibly emotional now amari's not a talker but i wonder i wonder what the experience of going against a keep marcus peters by the way very similar makeup to a keep i think it's one of the reasons they thought those two would make a nice tandem so i just i obviously these guys have experience with amari cooper but I don't know how real, how useful their experience is in comparison to his because he is a different player right now than he was the last year and a half in Oakland. He is a guy that, that has gotten back to who he was a few years ago than
3: he was the last season he played in Oakland when he played against both these guys at combined. One thing I used to always tell Randy, once they ride in the car, they know how fast the car can Go. run. So they have tremendous intel in Amari Cooper. What are the things he's special at? Man, his change of direction and his releases off the line of scrimmage. So, Nasty. no, they do Nasty. have tremendous intel. They know how fast he is, they know how explosive he is, and they know that you must immediately try to get him on the ground to prevent him from getting going. And yeah, he has great speed down the field. So <laughs> there is tremendous intel that the defensive backs
0: are taking into the contest.
1: How big a part of
0: the- Yeah, so if you look at the fact that you know uh Tlaib he's more of a uh of a press man cover corner guy uh Peter's more of an off-ball guy you know what we call loose man he can play the man but he's he's pr- pr- predominantly he's gonna play the loose zone and and Wade uh Coach Philip. uh uh, he's like to uh, actually call off ball, off zone type of plays. So what we're going to look at from here is you got one skill set of Talib who loves to play physical, who loves to play up tight on the line, which could be crucial for him because what happened here is when you talk about long speed, when you get no direction going towards his way, and he got to end up blocking, blocking, and then there's no passing because we are a run first team. What people fail to realize. It can take that will out of them if we score early and if we score often. Now, leave both of the kids – I was say kids, but both of those cats out there, they're not kids, but both of them cats out there, uh, they, they play more aggressive when it's, as it relates to when they're winning. Now, I can say this, to leave, he's not the same step he was a year and a half ago, but it's something about a playoff game. That's for one. And then for two, they're playing at home. Although there may be more Cowboys fans in the stadium than L.A. Rams, but it's something about being comfortable in your own home. Can we agree with that? Can we all agree with that? So by them being in the comfort in their own home, we got Amari Cooper who don't say much out there on the field. So he might be bumping his gums, uh, the uh, the other opposition, the, uh, uh, I guess, Tlaib and Marcus. And um, I think, and I may be off, but I don't think that Michael got to do a lot of talking out there. I do know that Cole he can get he can do a little lot of talking a little bit. Tayvon, he talks a little bit too. So you got the two smaller receivers that may be talking. You know, when they put them into the inside, when they put them out there on the field. So that would be my only thing. Okay, when they talk going back and forth with uh, with the Peters and the uh, with the uh, uh, Talib kid. So it may be one of those things. But to me, uh, shout out to Lou. Luzentes, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation on the Twitch. Appreciate you. And Kyle and Jason and Quest for Cowboys. Jason as well, the money making mall. All y'all, Derrick Williams. Appreciate you guys. This is the thing, Cowboy Nation. This is the thing. If we continue to play our style of football, let them talk. Let them bump their gums or what have you. But when we get to the money zone, green zone, (laughs) gold zone, whatever you want to call it, as long as we putting up six points on the board and then the field goal kicker kick his – Baby, it's gonna be a long night for them because if we can get up 14 to zero or something like that, man, all that bumping of the gums and that will and that tenacity that they like to play with those two corners it dissipates real quick. But let's listen to more of what they gotta say.
1: This game plan, do you think Amari Cooper is gonna be? He oh. had a, he had a couple of big games with the Cowboys, and then a couple of games where he yeah. was there and wasn't and utilized. Cowboys running out of receivers now. Yes, <laughs> Alan Hearns, I mean, bless yeah. him. He he had yes. a terrible injury. Cole Beasley, the first time he touches the ball, they're gonna stop the game because he's gonna you come yeah, over. He's been it, nursing a high ankle sprain for the last yeah, month, and that's an
4: impossible
1: position to play with that injury. Like you can't change direction. You mm-hmm. saw it first time he caught. Unless you're Cole Beasley, you know, yeah, <laughs> give him credit. Like he came back in the game, but they it's Amari and Michael Gallup. Like Michael Gallup, finally, we saw in the wild card round, Dak and him got a bit of a rapport after, what was it, 46% completion percentage targeting yes. Michael Gallup, but whatever the passing attack mm-hmm. for Dallas is going to be, it is going to be a Mari Cooper-centric.
3: There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, question that. marks as far as receiving Cole Beasley's been injured the last month. He's got a high ankle sprain he's been dealing with. You see it every time um, that he's tackled on the field. He's hampered as far as trying to continue, so right. Jarwin, the tight end week number 17, we saw him show up with the 100-yard game, can he get back involved in the passing game? He's nicked up. So Amari Cooper, he's got to have 10 targets. It's impossible for them to win without Amari Cooper having a big game. So not only are these not guys not be available typically full go for the game, they haven't been available for practice. So all they've been throwing to is Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. So Amari Cooper's got to have a big day in the Coliseum.
0: All right. No doubt, no doubt. So Coop, he got to have a big day. Uh, shout out to those that have been following the channel for a minute. It's weird to me that the algorithm is way off on of my Law Nation original page. only got four people watching the chatter from that page. man. It is all good. <laughs> only got four people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap this thing up what, just a little bit more. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's rally it up, man. I don't want to be talking to the uh, empty echoes of the walls, right? Let's get this thing going. Y'all tell a friend, tell a neighbor that I'm live like 95. Let's go. Dram this thing up baby let's go tweet it tweet it out tweet it out let people know we're live like 95 we gotta have more than four people watching Shout out to you, Money Making Mall. Appreciate it. Let's see if we can share this thing, man. Share the content. Let's go. There we go. We got five people, man. Five people now on the Law Nation page. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's rise this thing up, man. I'm not leaving until we get at least 25 up in this thing. Let's go. Y'all jump over the Law Nation page, man. Appreciate you. Go cowboy
5: Nation.
0: Let's go When you in battle when you fighting I'm talking about a prize fighter even though the victory is far from his grips, right? And the opposition is three times or four times as bigger than him, right? What he do is he pull his mind together. And he say, okay, I'm going to figure this thing out one way or another. And then you go back and you regroup your thing. And that's what the Cowboy Nation did when we were three and five. We sat back and we said, okay, let's regroup this thing. Let's figure out a way. Let's figure out what are we doing wrong. What can we do to improve ourselves? How can I elevate myself? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a quick secret about life. Failure, failure. Let me talk about failure a little bit. When you fall flat foot on your back, if you can look up, you can get up, right? but let me talk about this success happens in private failure in full view let me just educate most of the people out here that uh, that don't understand i'm not trying to say i'm gonna educate everybody but most of you guys is watching right now already understand how life works because you guys are right here right now into the mix but let me talk about this right here success happens in private failure in full view nobody sees you when you're working nobody sees you when you're grinding especially those who trying to lose weight nobody saw the extra push-ups that you did nobody saw the extra mile you ran nobody got a chance to see when you're trying to elevate yourself to study to prove everybody wrong or who you are nobody saw the extra time it took for you to study and read over and read over and read over nobody saw that but when you fall flat foot on your back everybody sees that so that's why I say success happens in private. Failure in full of you. So Cowboy Nation, everybody, including the ESPNs, the NFL Network, anybody that's walking around with the four-letter network, everybody, your mama, uncle, cousin that hate the Cowboys, they love to laugh and ridicule and spit, spit down our face spit down our back and say "Oh, that just rain right and say how about those cowboys when we lose they love to laugh at our faults right but we cowboy nation we figured out a way to shake that stuff off and stand on top of it and still love the team regardless of what anybody say regardless what anybody do to us we still support the nation we still here we still live like 95 we can open up our eyes and even though they try to push us down what we go back and we look back at that victory that we had many of years ago that we say to ourselves there's nothing changed, there's nothing different about us. So we get back up and we continue to throw those blows. We dodge, we understand the opposition and we continue to fight. And that's what a prize fighter do, even when he lost. That's why I bring up this movie, The Creed, right? I'm spitting some knowledge to you guys, some facts. Creed, Apollo Creed and Part 2 and Creed 2. That brother got his butt beat down. But guess what? He didn't give up. He said, you know what? He told his wife. He told his mom. He said, hey, if I give up now, I will forever have Drago to be the victorious guy over me. I'm going to figure this thing out. So he went to the desert. Nobody saw that. Success happens in private. Failure in full view. Everybody knew that the guy, Apollo, he got knocked off out oh, you know what i mean keep it pg-13 if you guys know what i mean so when he got knocked down and knocked out everybody was saying oh he just a washed up has been but he went back he went back he began to train they put a tie in the middle of the ring for those who don't understand he put his foot down there in the middle of the ring and the guy was three times his size he began to work he got his butt whooped several times but what happened collectively figure out the tendencies right that's what amari cooper just said he figured out the traits he figured out what the guy was trying to do he figured out what the guy was trying to take away and he kept dodging he kept throwing them blows he kept fighting and at the end of the day he eventually won and cowboy nation we in the middle of the ring right now that tie was already in the middle of the ring without one foot in and one foot out and we continue to fight we continue to throw those blows and guess what happened at the end of the day we come out victorious let's go cowboy nation rise up to the occasion We don't fold up like weak tents. We don't fold up like lawn chairs. Let's go. Let's go. Let's grab this thing by the horns and let them know that Cowboy Nation, y'all may be the Rams that we're playing against tomorrow, but we got y'all by the horns. (laughs) Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Yes, yes. Let's let's move on to the next uh, order of topics here. Appreciate those who've been following the channel. Appreciate those who uh add here to what i was trying to say <laughs> regardless of whether or not you believe in what i'm saying what i'm saying is one day at a time one game at a time it will happen it will flat foot happen all right so we're going to listen in to uh uh here we got uh first take uh, or no, no 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 not first take undisputed this is what we got right here let's listen to what these guys got to say
5: Face the Rams tomorrow night on Fox. Dallas is coming in as the big seven-point oh. underdog, despite Appreciate a good the showing Nation. by oh. Ezekiel Nation. Elliott and Dak Prescott in their first career playoff win last week. Todd Gurley is quote good to go tomorrow after missing two weeks with a knee injury. The Rams were nearly perfect at home this season at seven and one, while the Cowboys were three and five away from Jerry World. So Way. Shannon, mm-hmm. who wins tomorrow?
0: I like the Rams. Um, he liked the Rams. Yeah. Okay. This is wow. why
6: <laughs> you trade for a keep to lead This is why you trade for Marcus Peters. This is why you give Aaron Donald that big contract. You sign and Dominick and Sue a free agent. This is the very reason why you drafted Jared golf with the first overall pick for games like this. For moments like this, mm-hmm. it's time for your stars skipping the playoffs. Your stars must be stars. They must, must show up and play huge for you. I, I agree. Ex- I expect them to do mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, Taleb being back, Peters being back there, this is an opportunity for. And this is why Dallas got Amari a, a, a Cooper, Skip, mm-hmm. for this for these moments. You got these, that right. For these right. games. Okay, said, yeah. yeah. This is why they drafted Dak in the fourth round. There you go. That
0: was a joke. <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amari Cooper in four games, in five games against Aqib a- a- Talib when he was in Denver. I want to hear 104 this. total yards. Mm. That's what he got. What? A hundred and Whoops. oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the Big Rams. advantage, Rams. The Rams, now look. The Rams average 37 points a game at home. Um, the Cowboys average about 17 points a game on mm. the road. Yep. But this is really not a road game for them in the <laughs> Hold playoffs. on, let me see. The Rams average 37. 37- let me see, what, mm. he see. That what he got. What? A hundred and, a hundred and- <laughs> oh, yeah. That's more trivia. Let's see. Denver 104 total yards. Know 100- what he got. Whoops. A hundred
0: and four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. the Big Rams. advantage ramps. <laughs> oh buddy. that Shannon sharp, No he crazy. A hundred and four. A hundred and four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Shout out to Shannon Wardrobe, though, man. Shout out to him, man. He he working it real, man. It's so crazy, boy. He said a hundred and four. It's all good. It's all good. We'll see if D gonna get a hundred and four tomorrow. Because at the end of the day. Now, I don't think that the Denver Broncos uh, was aware that the uh, Raiders, they didn't have any Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I do know that they have a, a, a version of a beast mode when Amari Cooper was was running with, well, I guess, playing for them. But at the end of the day, this team is going to set up the run to open up the pass. So we're going to see if it's going to be a 104 in four games or five games. It's so funny. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Let's see what they got to say. Let's see what else he got to say. The
6: Rams, now look. The Rams <laughs> averaged 37 points a game at home. Um, the Cowboys okay. averaged about 17 points a game on the mm-hmm. road. Yep. But this is oh, really oh, not a- oh,
0: oh, oh. I, I got to stop him right quick because we already know that the Saints, at the time we played them, and I understand it was a home game. We're talking about the New Orleans Saints, right? Uh, they was averaging 38 or something like that points a game. And uh, we was able to punch them in the mouth, right? and they only put up 10. Um, I, knew, I do know that we only won by three points, but dog it, we was at the one. We was at the one. <laughs> so neither here nor there is still quite possible for us to punch them in the mouth and not get them to 37 points. Law, do you have any other uh, information on that? Yeah, I do. Before the uh, Atlanta Falcons fell off the wagon, they was averaging 35 points a game at their house. And everybody pegged us to say, hey, we don't have a chance to beat the Atlanta Falcons at that time. At that time. I do know the Atlanta Falcons didn't, don't make, didn't make the playoff this year. But at that time, they were still averaging 30-something-plus points a game. Do you guys have that by your recollection? <laughs> I, I want to know uh, for a friend. But let me know one way or another. Let's go, Cowboy Nation
6: road game for them in the mm, true sense where yeah. normally you go on the road it's a hostile environment Skip yeah you
0: defense travel though. defense travel
6: here there jersey mm. here jersey mm, yeah. there defense but travel running the game travel come out here 60% of the stadium is going to be Cowboys mm-hmm. fans yep. 65 but it won't matter mm. it won't matter <laughs> <laughs> The Rams will take care of business. Mm. You'll have that very suit on that you got. Make sure you have that. I, I want you to do that same man. I don't wear black on Monday. <laughs> no, you Never will. Wore. No, no, you <laughs> will. And I won't need no, you is, <laughs> oh, Yes, you will. Yes, you yep. will. Yes, you will. Your day coming, bro. Yep. Yeah, you all happy. Yep. Turn it into the yep. camera. Where's yep. my camera? Yep. Jenny. Jenny. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I expect, look. If I'm the Rams, now Wade doesn't normally play, you know, he doesn't. Wade play. Phillips Wade the Phillips, the defense, defense coordinator. Yep. He's my Once head coach. coach he yep. was, was my head coach, yep. was my defense coordinator yep. for a number of years. He doesn't normally, he likes to play his defense. He's a he man, is. he's a man, he cover, team. He yep. believes he can get no home surprises. with those front four. Yep. Uh, but they're going to have to play a lot better in the run game than what they played all year. Yep because the thing that the Cowboys want to do they want to get to the lead mm-hmm. and then they want to run the air out of the ball off man coverage way philip like to play off that, man coverage not, not press the man coverage Side of the ball they want to minimize golf they want to minimize Todd Gurley mm-hmm. being on the field but i don't think it'll be enough skip i mm-hmm. think it's going to be a very low sc- I, i'm not a low scoring yep. i got a 27 no, I, don't. I got it 24-17, mm. the Rams mm. win mm. and advance to the NFC mm. championship. So you
5: have it right on the spread because it opened at 7 and it's just hung oh, right. right in there all yes. week at 7. Yes. Right? Yes. My turn? Yes, it's your Thank turn. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> you made unexpectedly some very good points. You know, in the end, you're probably right because on paper, I give you this. The Rams are just better than the Cowboys on paper. Mm -hmm. And that point spread has concerned me all week because it screams that the Rams are just a little better than the Cowboys. That's what... The public thinks that's what the oddsmakers. At least think. Vegas thinks this. Well, they do. But, but but Cowboy Nation didn't jump all over that and bet it down to five or three or what, whatever. There was no there like was no are. movement. Everybody respected the Rams all week long. But here I go again. I have a mm. feeling. Just as I've had a feeling about this team since the summertime.
6: I probably should get that checked out. Yeah, it's been going on for quite a well, while. Maybe maybe months.
5: this weekend I'll have to get it checked out. Maybe I'll have to go to the emergency room on Saturday night. I don't know, I don't but I just that. have this you feeling about this team that it can win this game. In fact, I'm I'm here to tell you, after I slept on it last night, I actually have a good feeling that Dallas can win this game just the way it's won eight of nine games. I think it can win a low-scoring, physical, run-oriented by Dallas game 23 to 20. And I'm about to explain why by using the 3M method. I believe the Cowboys have the edges in motivation, mm-hmm. in momentum and in method. Okay? Let me take
0: motivation. Let's try. do motivation. Okay. Okay talk you to You know me.
5: I'm not a big Jason Garrett fan. I've called for his firing any number of times sitting right here in this seat. What do I call him Mr. Sharp? I call him Coach Clap yep. because all he does is go along for the ride. He just claps whether they're winning or losing, stinking it up or starring. He just keeps clapping and back slapping and butt slapping, right? Yep. As they come back to the sideline, they, they could screw up and he just slaps everybody on the back. It's At least okay. he's consistent. So he can't motivate you out of a paper bag. So he needs mm-hmm. external motivation. What happened in their one big glitch in this eight of nine? Indy happened. There was no reason to go up there and win because all of a sudden they had a two-game lead in the NFC East. It was, like, shocking. The heaven's open we're up by two games and they're playing not a rival a team they rarely have played in their history and right. it's up in indy where they've never gone as a group so there was no reason to get up for the the game except if they had jimmy johnson coaching back in the day he would have lit that fire for that game because he would have warned them you're cruising for a big bruising here but jason garrett couldn't do that so what happened they laid a big old goose egg 23 to nothing okay they need external motivation they needed their revenge tour this year to get even Mm -hmm. twice with philadelphia get even with washington get even in atlanta for that debacle disaster last year and get even with seattle last saturday night at jerry world and here we go again the rams embarrassed the cowboys at jerry world last year in the second half Mm -hmm. it was a debacle of a disaster of a nightmare because i'm going to remind everybody in the first half Dak Prescott was really good. He threw for 155 in the first half with two touchdowns. They led 24 to 16 at halftime. Why was that, Mr. Sharp? Because they had done what they do. They dominated the football in the <clears throat> clock. 18 minutes, only 12 for Jared Goff's offense. Break it down. Now, what Skip. happened in the second half? That got flipped on its head. The defense got torched for 281 yards because there was no Sean Lee. Obviously, that's all changed this year right okay but there was no sean lee and all of a sudden the rams dominated the football in the second half 19 to 11. well you said yeah. what? Well, where was doc in the second half he just didn't have the football and they <laughs> lost 35 to 30 after leading 24 to 16 at half so he time. Was going six points okay, with the ball? Well, I'm, I'm just saying but it's stuck in their cross so now it's time because they owe the rams just the way they owed everybody else and you don't think dak prescott has something to prove against jared goff Let's remember, they came out in the same draft. But what happened, Mr. Sharp, in that draft? Mm. Jared Goff went number one overall. Where did Dak go? He went 135 picks later. Way down...
0: Well, I don't think that Dak Prescott going to say hey I I deserve to be number one overall or number two or number three or number four I don't think that part of the uh, argument for Dak Prescott uh, fits this uh, debate but what I'm saying is collectively uh, I can see where last year you can say maybe a a a a non-fumble by Switzer maybe you don't give the life back to the uh, Rams and I'm not trying to throw uh, Ryan under the bus but it came at a wrong time, right? We, we was dominating until that fumble occurred. Now, <clears throat> this is the thing. I was looking at some of the stats of uh, McVeigh. If we win time of possession, then nine times out of ten, it keeps them – and the mind blunder, because most of the time, Sean McVay, he just don't do good clock management. He's not great as it relates to the latter part of the game. So those are his particular flaws. So if we can win the T.O.P., which I think that our style of football, that's how we win anyway, then this game can be an easy game for us. Now, there, like I said before, I do understand that There's no such thing as an easy victory in the NFL, but in this particular game, Sean McVay, as it relates to clock management, time, time possessioning, and things like that, they struggle with those type of – in those parameters. They struggle. So I'm saying here is that for the second half, of course, the first half we won last last year and we lost miserably during the second half. I think the, the final score was like 35-30, something like that. We still hung up 30 points with all of the crazy stuff that was going on. And uh, I really think – that this particular game, they should look at most of that tape and say, okay, we're going to correct all wrongs and we're going to make everything right and let's get this revenge tour continue to go. That's what I'm feeling. And we already know what d had to say. And I'm going to talk a little bit about David Irvin. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, too. But let's go. Let's listen listen to
5: more In the fourth round with Dak Prescott. He shouldn't have?
0: Well, okay. Has
5: he proven to be way better than a fourth-round pick? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. he's proven to be a top-of-the-draft pick. Mm -hmm. So what happened in his first pro action? It was, guess where? It was here at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Eric Dickerson is going to join us in a little bit, and he and I were talking about it much earlier this year where that was the moment where we saw <laughs> the coming out party days, for buddy. Dak Prescott. Who is this guy? All he did in the first half was he, he threw for 139 yards and two touchdowns, and they led 24-7. to And Jared Goff also played in the first half. Guess what he did? He went four of nine for 38 yards with an interception. Why did that happen? Because <clears throat> Dak Prescott was telling you, I'm better than that guy. I'm going to show you I'm better than that guy. And what were the QBRs? in the game they played, the real game last year. Dak had an 81. Jared Goff had a 46. So Dak hey,
0: is... Now, now, let me let me be real with everybody. That was a preseason game. Tlaib wasn't out there. Marcus Peters wasn't out there. Wade Phillip was just t- trying to, uh, I guess, put in his defense. They run a lot of vanilla out there. So we can't use that as a... Um, and this is mean. I'm not trying to be, uh, I guess, pro, pro, pro. Dallas Cowboys and pro Dak Prescott in this thing. Let's just be real about the situation. That was a game that nobody had tape on Dak. Nobody knew, and everybody playing vanilla schemes out there. They was trying to install Wade Phillips' uh, 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 defense, and then I'm going to say this again. They didn't have a Tlaib. They didn't have a Peter. So you think that Dak Prescott is still going to put up that level of performance out there? Uh, (laughs) I I have some land on the moon for sale, basically. That's all I'm saying, and I, and I love Dak Prescott, but I have to be real with you guys. I wouldn't have. I don't have to lie to kick it, right? Let's 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 be real.
5: He's going to outplay Jared Goff again on Saturday night. I think he's possessed to outplay him because he wants to get even and show that everybody I agree with how you. wrong they were in Very that little. draft.
6: Well, I disagree with a lot of the points that you made. You say that Jason Garrett can't motivate, so. He- Has he ever been a good motivator? Nope. So why did you need him? That's the worst thing he does. Okay, so why would you need him to motivate you in Indy? If he already know what you got. See, for me, if I know what I'm going to get, so I don't expect anything else. You know he can't motivate you. You use your own motivation. So why didn't you use that in Indy? Mm. Who? Wh- why? The did, cowboys. They didn't they have any
5: reason. They had no reason to go up there and take it up a level. Anytime there was no you, fear
6: factor. Anytime are up two games in the East, I don't care if you're up ten well, games. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> anytime okay. you put that helmet right. on, good. You got motivation. Okay. okay so you better on. hang on to that point. On.
0: A and four yards <laughs> Oh my goodness man Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation Alright so I give you guys a trifactor. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Colin Cowherd uh, D'Angelo Hall who played with uh, Sean McVay I guess who played under his uh, I guess I, I guess played against his Particular offense cause you know D'Angelo Hall played for The Redskins and sean McVay came from the redskin so shout out time quick shout out let me know guys where you guys are from let me know uh what you guys think what the score prediction may be uh shout out to chuckle chuckle appreciate you for tuning in to the nation uh also who else we have here match is it mag of rage a mega rage i i guess rage rage appreciate you for tuning in to the nation Janique. appreciate you for still holding it down seahawks were practicing this is the boss fight yes it was okay yeah we should be ready lock loaded and ready adams appreciate you for tuning in control malt delete <laughs> instead of control out delete control malt delete Dak, it's clutch and can stay healthy, unlike Wentz. Okay, I, I agree. So far, everybody knock on some wood. Knock on some of that good old wood. Because uh, so far, Dak's been uh, healthy and things like that. Been, been able to bounce off of uh, of these injuries things. Uh, J.S. Tuba, appreciate you. San Diego, California. <laughs> Shout out to Cali, baby. To live and die in L.A., baby. Brownsville, Texas, appreciate you. 30-10, to 10, Cowboys, Big W. 30 to 10, I will go banana nuts, man. I will go crazy over here, man. Eddie, appreciate you, Russell. Thank you for tuning in to The Nation. Uh, he's on the Law Nation page. Appreciate you. 2414, chuckle, chuckle, says that. Okay, all right. This is what I like to hear. Uh, the game would take more than just Dak. Yes, I agree. J.S. Tuba. Yeah. I think that's how you say your name. Uh, This game would take more than that. Yes, I agree. Ride or die. Yeah. Ride or die. Yeah. San Francisco. This is MC from San Francisco 25 to 3. He says 25 to 3. And if you put the Cowboys behind it, oh my goodness. That will be medieval. That will be flat foot medieval, man. I'll just go crazy. Uh, Say what you like, sports podcast. Appreciate you. Uh, it says go out there and follow their podcast. Uh, they got a lot of good content. Uh, just go follow their podcast. Say what you like, sports podcast. It's on the Law Nation 2.0 page. It says I got my tickets. That's is what I'm talking about. 24 to 23 Cowboys. Demetrius uh, Gadsden. Man, you're going to have me... He's just sitting back here like oh lord i think the big one is coming 24 23 Ooh, that's a tight game but sometimes about tight games i must say this when a game is tight like that guess what happened guess what happened when games are tight the team grows stronger and they feel like they realize hey this guy been in the trenches with me this guy been in the foxhole with me hey it is what it is david irvin disapp- big disappointment uh, yes, we can segue into David Urban before I give up the last topic over over here. Rage, rage. Uh, my thing is right here, a lot of people talk about, hey, law, you don't know the full scoop. You don't understand what's going on. The guy got family issues. He's got baby mama drama uh, issues. He can't pay his rent or his mortgage, or what have you. Uh, my, my, my thing is this, even in a corporate world, right? There's responsibilities that you have to perform. And then there's family life. There's balance in life. Not saying that the guy don't have the opportunities to keep the balance. But what I'm saying is collectively, I wish this David Irving can get, can get help. And playing football right now may not need to be his strong suit. He need to get with, I guess, some professional help, maybe uh, a counselorship, whatever his major was in college, and just try to finagle that thing. But right now, football is not a major goal for him, and he should just fall back. And let somebody else be in those shoes, because trust me, there are thousands and thousands of people wish and dreaming that they can be in that spot. And what you do with your time is everything. That's why I say that's been my time. I really thank you for yours. And to me, he's mismanaging his time. Look, for those who don't know, he missed other mandatory drug testing. Now, he was already suspended, I think, for more than four games for mandatory missing drug testing. The next uh uh I guess policy for missing this next one here is up to eight games and beyond or even uh, not able to get back into the NFL until he goes through another counseling session. Just making help this young man out, but refusing to identify his problem or refusing to admit to his uh, problems can derail this guy. He got to figure out a way and say, OK, Cowboy Nation, OK, Jerry Jones, hey. This is my issues right here. And I'm not saying that he's not saying this, but one thing that I can say from right here before I even go into a little bit further details for those who are out there who got making a job that's making over six figures, you guys would know and understand that there are certain parameter things that you can't do. And there's certain things you can't. Now, if you're making 11, $12 an hour, man, you can call in that job. Anytime that job, really not really thinking about you like that. But when you have the responsibility of making more money with great power, comes with great responsibility. I'm giving you guys Spider-Man quotes around here. That's truth. And it's another thing that I want to say to everyone. And I got to say this. A wise man told me this once. Hey, Not everybody's lying on you. Think about that. Let that soak in. Not everybody's lying about you. So uh he's gonna have to get his mind together. We can pray for him. Uh we can start throwing some holy oil and anointment oil, but there's something out there in the good books as there's always say this too. Although we can pray for you, you still have to do something yourself. Hey, even the blind cripple man that was laying in his bed, hey. Even the guy that healed him said, Hey, take up thy bed and walk. <laughs> he told him to do something. He didn't just say, Hey, can you heal. You can still lay in the bed. He gave him some commands to do Take up thy bed and walk. <laughs> I don't want to take you guys to church on Friday, but that's the truth and the reality of the situation. There are things that you have to do, uh, <laughs> there are just things. I give you something and in return, you got to do this. You got to do that in order to receive what I'm giving you. You know, that's just the natural orders of life. If you guys want to make it in life, nobody's going to give you handouts and be weary about that. Somebody giving you something free, look at them and say, hey, I rather earn it myself. I don't want no handout. I don't want to come back 10 to 15 years from now and they'll say, hey, I'm the reason why you are at your spot, your positioning. No, I want to fight, claw, and God dogging me, earn everything that I got. Because then when I sit down in my chair and I can look up and I can look to my left and right and say to myself, with the help of God, these are things that I have done. But not just some man that gave me something. That's the truth, and that's the reality of it. Quest for Cowboys says 104 yards (laughs) in four games, law. Yes. Hey, hey, Amari Cooper might burn him up for 104 yards this game tomorrow. (laughs) Just watch out and be aware and be weary of it. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Let's listen in to, uh, I guess, Colin Cowherd. Let me see. Let me give you all the topic of the discussion. He's saying right here is that D'Angelo Hall and I guess Colin Cowherd is saying it's Doc Prescott is the exact replica of Alex Smith. That's what they're saying. Now, I could pull up data and stats to prove otherwise, but we're not going to do that. Let's just go ahead and listen to what they got to say. Appreciate the donation to Help Road Nation 123 chat. Yeah, appreciate you man. Thank you so much man. He said the truth. In the truth, sell set you free. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 14 NFL
4: seasons. He was a multiple time pro bowler. So, you know, McVay,
2: you know, by the way, he he was a coach at one point at 22, which is absurd. But that was was on accident now, Colin. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) He was a coach on accident. You're talking about him when being he was a position with, coach.
4: Well, no, when he was a 22-year-old coach, like where was that at?
2: At 22, he was like uh, 22, Oakland he, he with John Gruden. A, yeah, QC, I think, in like, Oakland. I thought you meant the, the time he stumbled upon being the tight ends coach. He was our QC starting off in Washington, and we had our tight ends coach, John Embry, get the head job at Colorado. So they moved him up. They moved him up. And I'm like, wow, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
4: so now let me – did you know – Now everybody knows he's smart now – but when you were there, you're doing your own thing. You're a defensive guy. You're a Pro Bowl player. It's not like you're spending a lot of time. But was there talk that, who, who's Boy Wonder over
2: here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was a couple <laughs> of guys like that. Shane said, they're was, was on that staff. <laughs> Matt LaFleur was on that staff. Uh, Mike McDaniel, who you're starting to hear a little was bit Shanahan? about. Shanahan? Who Shanahan's run game coordinator. He was on that staff. Uh, Aubrey Pleasant, the DB coach for the Rams, was on that staff. Uh, Raheem Morris, who we already knew a whole lot about. And so it was a slew of Studded really, really, opponent, really right? good coaches that you knew they were good coaches because most young coaches are intimidated by everyone else around them so if you're an offensive coach you really don't say anything to the defensive guys especially the corners or the dbs because they can be a little bit you know uh you know they they could go off at any given moment dbs and so you know most offensive guys coaches don't really say anything to you know to the dbs um they kind of stay in their position groups but these guys would mingle amongst everyone on you know on the roster You know, you would catch Sean over here picking my brain about coverage. Hey, hey, so what were you guys in on that particular (laughs) coverage? Now, you know, why did you come off trying to understand why we did this? Or why did I see, you know, why did I see this play this way instead of the way he was a curious information seeker? Yeah. And I'm telling you know, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, Sean. so why did he throw this ball? Well, you know, when your back was turned, even though you didn't mean to turn your back because he saw your back turn, he thought that was open. So, you know, we would always just, all of us just, we the minds, it kind of felt like. And so, yeah, as a young coach, you knew all those guys were, were just cut different because I had been around most coaches who didn't act like these guys. when they
4: were 29, yeah, 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I said earlier, uh, anger and resentment comes from one place. Expectations. So if mm-hmm. you have realistic expectations in life, you don't get mad. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, if, if Dak Prescott is Alex Smith, you were actually about two months ago, you came on this show and you said, I like Dak. And he's Alex Smith. And yeah. I said today, if I gave you Alex Smith's NFL career, mm-hmm. eight straight winning seasons, three pole, Pro Bowls, five division titles, you would say, if you're a Cowboy, here it is. Now, I want you to look at this. Eight straight winning seasons, three Poe Bowls, three division titles, five playoff appearances. If I told Cowboy fans today, that's going to be Dak in a decade, wouldn't they take that?
2: Yeah, I would hope so. So
4: <laughs> so my point is, as long as you realize that you'll be disappointed in the NFC Championship, you'll be disappointed at some point because he won't vertically carry you to big wins
2: yeah but you know i don't know if you'll necessarily be disappointed
0: well you're talking about apple and oranges when you look at at the whole total body of work i I do know that uh, alex smith is a guy that that a lot of people like to frown upon and and sean and sully and denigrate but if you got to look all the way back to the college, they both had the same college coach, right? Dan Mullen, he coached up Alex Smith, he coached up Tim Tebow, and then he also coached up uh, Dak Prescott. So collectively, there's going to be some similarities as it relates to coaching a certain said player. Uh, my thing is there are a few things that you can say to yourself. Alex Smith, he, he does a wonderful job protecting the ball and uh, – <clears throat> As far as average throwing the ball down the field, he's not going to do that. Of course, Dak Prescott, not going to do that. But on the same breath as we talk about this, collectively, collectively, Tim Tebow, first-round draft pick, and I understand that was more so to do with hype. Alex Smith, first-round draft pick, that's more so to do with, okay, what he did in his collegiate level and his, uh, I guess, parameters of thinking of this is how much his Cecilia can can be if he gets behind the right offensive coordinator and we understand that with the 49ers I call them the 41ers but shout out to all the 49ers fans out there uh, there was a time where they went through different and multiple different offensive coordinators when they got Jim Harbaugh it was like okay now finally we got a strong stern coach who can identify the strength and weaknesses of Alex Smith and benefit from those things and we saw that he was able to get to those particular uh, division champions and all this stuff. But this is the problem. When you try to put a, a quarterback of the caliber of Alex Smith and a quarterback of the caliber of Dak Prescott in the same window, because people love to do this. People always love to do this. It just do not pan out because we got this one thing that people fail to realize. And I'm talking about the things that you just don't see. And you can look at it and you say, okay, this is the guy that fit this motif. This is the guy that fit this mold and all this stuff. But no, it's far, far stretched beyond each other. Meaning that the intangibles are things that you just don't see. The leadership command, the, the ability to will a team, the ability to run through and stretch through and not be able to go down without a fight. Those what, I guess, what you uh, would we, we put in the box of the Dak Prescott's of the world, right? Alex Smith just don't have those qualities. And trust me, uh, I do know a lot of people can look at the stats and be like, look, man, Alex Smith and Dak Prescott are the same person. You can take that and you can believe that. But when you see that, (laughs) that they're both two different guys, then you sit back and have a cause for pause and say, damn, I was wrong about that. Because I saw that they look so much alike. But, man, if you look at the tape and then if you look at the the, the history records that Dak Prescott is doing, hmm, it's pale in comparison to what Alex Smith is doing. But let's go ahead and let's listen again to what more they have to say. I love this type of stuff because he stretches your mind to another place, another realm, as they say, right? Salute to you guys. Because
2: Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, they won't command the $33 million or the 30 to million 35 million that seems to hamper a lot of these rosters from a personnel standpoint when you commit so much money To the to the quarterback position um, It makes it very hard to put really 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 good players around him You can put some good players you can hit on some on some draft picks you you know You might even can get some guys who play uh, way way above their expectations but you're consistently not going to keep your own free to get free a Leo Mack to get a Aaron Donald to get a Von Miller to get these impactful defensive players or even other players around guys offensively it's hard just think if you're paying a quarterback 33 million then you go out and get a number 1 receiver you're paying 15 million too That's a lot of money for two positions. And then you got to somehow get a left tackle to to be really good. Then you have to, you know, put other guys on that offensive line. And then not even talking about defensively what you have to do. Um, You know, either one side of the ball is going to be really young and you're going to invest draft picks on them, or you're just going to have a really good quarterback, kind of like Green Bay's trying to do it. A really good quarterback, a, a, a great quarterback, and good players around him, not great players around him. And I think... Dallas will have a chance because they'll be able to get back for a bargain and they'll be able to put really great players around them. And so he doesn't need to be great. I think he'll still be a really good player. And like you said, you know, you saw those numbers.
4: You I went mean, a lot Alex Smith's a
2: really good player. You went,
4: Alex and won a lot you, of games. He's won a
2: lot of games. And so, you know, I just think that's the formula. And you see teams who are trying to load up now while they have that rookie quarterback on those, you know, minimum money contracts because they know at some point, I mean, I can't let them walk. I have to pay them, And so, you, you know, you got to get it while you can.
4: All right, I'm going to go through all four games. Give me your thoughts on each. Colts <laughs> at the Chiefs. Your gut feeling is... What's his
0: gut feeling? I want to hear this right quick. I mean, I think I the Chiefs win this game, stuff.
2: but I think it's a lot closer than people think. Um, I think the Colts' defense is for real. They're so aggressive. They play fast. The one knock on them is they don't play as much man. They play a lot of zones. And it can be good, it can be bad. Patrick Mahomes is a guy, though, that can pick apart zones. We've seen him do it time and time again. And those little fast receivers and Tyreek Hill and some of those other guys, Kelsey, running down the seam, if you don't have bodies on those guys and you let them just run through zones, it's, it's going to make for a long day. But I think Andrew Luck and and, and knowing he, he, he gets the opportunity to go against this Kansas City defense, um, you know, they they haven't been great <laughs> so far this season. Um but I think they'll they'll get a little bit better playing mm-hmm. in Arrowhead, knowing all the history of, you know, postseason losses there. I can't I think wait to go. I mean, I the the Chiefs versus City Colts. Colts I can't wait to watch that too game. Much. Good call. Cowboys at the Rams got let's feeling. see what he got to say. Um I mean Rams. Okay. Rams you really I mean, like I, confidently. I I, I I do. I just think that the Cowboys are a really good football team. They're young. If I was a head coach or if I was a GM, this would be the roster I wanted because it's it's so young. It's
4: talented. D'Angelo, listen to this. Um, All right. They're the first playoff team without a starter over 30 in 31 years. So not only are wow. they young.
2: They don't have one starter over 30.
4: Sean Lee no longer starting okay, Sean Lee doesn't, 30. Okay, okay. And he's not wow, starting anymore. good stuff. Good and stats. Good repl- stats. Youngest NFL good team in three decades. <laughs> Colin Cowherd. So when you say they're young,
2: it's like, yeah. No, no, they're, they're, they're historically really young. young. They're really young. They're um, going mean, to
4: get they're younger. They're still trying yeah. to
2: learn and figure it out. And, and, you know, I ultimately think Dak Prescott can win football games and will win football games. But, you know, right now he's still learning how to really be an elite quarterback. Right. And so I think it, it, you know, their, they'll team, their team, and and that offense will go as Zeke goes. Yeah. And yeah, the Rams probably aren't built to stop the run when you have a a converted safety plan, Mike linebacker in uh, uh, what's the what's the kid from Jalen?
4: Who are you talking about? The Rams or the uh, Cowboys?
2: Uh, I'm talking about the Rams. Jalen Smith or Van der Esch? No, I'm talking about the Rams. Uh, gosh, the guy from Tampa.
0: Tampa. Oh, uh,
2: Mark Barron. Mark Barron, Barron. Barron exactly. Yeah. He's not built to take on ISO blocks, and, you know, Zeke's
0: bigger than him. He's going to get it a little tail. Ran the world over. Uh, let me break this down for you guys. Uh, there's always a growth factor that I have to say uh, as it relates to young quarterbacks. And, and trust me, I, I have to say this over and over again like it's a broken record. Uh, when Peyton Manning entered into the uh, NFL, there was a guy – Team similar, team similar. They had a decent offensive line. They grew within that offensive line. They went and drafted Dallas Clark, or he could have been on the team before he got there. But Edger and James, uh, everybody knew the ceiling, uh, or, or I guess what expected of the uh, uh, Peyton Manning. And I'm not saying, and trust me, are going to be a segment of people going to say, okay, law is now comparing Dak Prescott to, to <laughs> Tim, not Tim Tebow of all people, but for Peyton Manning, he's comparing him. He's crazy. He's delusional. I told you Stephen A. Smith was right. No, but what I'm saying is, even in his youth, he had Adrian James, Reggie. I said Reggie, Reggie Wayne, and he also had Marvin Harrison. That helped him out tremendously. Uh, One can argue what came first, the chicken or the egg, or the egg came before the chicken. Nobody really, never. Nobody really know, right? Nobody can admit to what came first, right? We understood coming out of Tennessee, Peyton Manning measurables and all this stuff got the perfect height, six foot five, got a great delivery of the ball. You don't have the strongest arm in the world, but he throws with great deed of anticipation. He's a student of the game. Hell, for crying out loud, his head is big enough to have the whole entire two or three playbooks inside that thing. So everybody knew that Peyton Manning was going to be able to elevate that particular franchise, but they knew one other thing that is going to take time the young quarterback is going to try to take the risk and the risk one day is going to outweigh the reward and for the luxurious career that he played with the indianapolis colts they only had one they squeezed only one Super Bowl out of that whole entire luxurious career now he was the king and almighty champ during the regular season but when he got to the playoff people fell to realize because they only re- remember they only remember the the the, the joys and the and, and the good things but Peyton Manning used to fold up like a lawn chair when he got to the playoff. <laughs> But Peyton Manning of old, uh, he he found ways to win. And one can argue that that second Super Bowl that he was able to win was not until the defense was able to show up and show out. You know, they went and made some important moves to get that ring for him. They went and got some defense help for him so they can shorten the field and minimize the field. But I remember one thing I can do. God blessed me with a little recall. They was crying out for Brian Osweiler to, hey, maybe he can rule this defense to take the Denver Broncos to where they need to be. (laughs) But then they got to the conclusion saying, you know what, Uh, Osweiler, whatever he says, man's name, it's just not the truth. He got paid that bag too, (laughs) I think to the Texans or something like that. But the reality was that, that Peyton Manning needed that rest. So it's always a growth factor. It's always something that you're going to have to improve on. And this is what D'Angelo Hall was attempting to say with Dak Prescott, although he, he don't think that he's, in, 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 I guess, a, a supreme good quarterback. You know what I'm talking about, right? Elite quarterback. But he got the intangible, the things to help you win. But they're backpedaling like Deion Sanders, too. Uh, it is what it is. Let's go. Let's listen to the little final segment of this. Let's see what they have to say.
2: Yeah. Most Mike linebackers are normally bigger than the running backs. And so the Rams aren't necessarily built to stop the run, but I think they'll drop more safeties in the boxes. They'll, you know, they'll do certain mm-hmm. things scheme-wise to prevent Zeke and that offense from running the ball and ultimately put all the pressure and the onus on on Dak Prescott. And, you know, I, I just think the Rams are, will be a little bit too much. A lot of their late season uh, 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 mishaps have been self-inflicted. They've been... Jared golf instead of taking that check down that's wide open right here teams knowing they want to go deep is two guys on the post and he's still throwing it and those are things that I know Sean and that offense has been coaching them up to see like hey, look you can't always take the big shot I know it was open early in the season but teams now are starting to play for it they know that's what we want to do in our offense let's hit this check down let's give the ball to these guys <laughs> who can make plays in space and let them make the plays and so Jared Goff hadn't been doing that as much in in the second half of the season, but I think. But
0: but but he got to all of a sudden do it against one of the top defenses in the NFL. Come on, man. The the rationale of thinking, the rational thoughts of this is is just perplexed to me. I don't really feel that they're going to all of a sudden to click this thing over and say okay, uh, we're going to do some more check down, we're not going to force and squeeze the ball. When you got D Law coming out the edge, you got Randy Gregory who is hungry, who already we treated a, a a a clip that Pro Football Focus had them ranked like 7th or 6th or something like that overall in defensive front. So he's going to be really like, okay, I'm going to get home. You got Antoine Barbecue Woods, who's really upset about everything, just always mad about something, and he's going to have to prove a point. So he's going to be flying up the middle of the field. And did I mention uh, Malik Collins? He's going to be playing too. So I don't think that all of a sudden in a playoff game, that Jerry Goff is going to just switch things over and say, okay. And Jerry Goff, trust me, I, I love his skill set. I love the way he throw the ball, anticipation and things like that. But when he's under duress, he turns into a, uh, no longer Jerry Goff. He turns into somebody else. I, I, I'm going to have to find a player that he turns into, but he do, he do not turn into a Jerry Goff. And, and we look back at college, too. He was not a guy that consistently win in college. I look at those little small parameters, too. So it's one of those things where Jerry Goff may not be everybody who who they think that he really is. He may not just be that guy. He may not be that guy, Cowboy Nation. So there is a possibility in in this whole talk track that that all we got to do is continue to play our style of football, continue to play our particular way, and everything else is going to fold the right way. Ant-Man, appreciate you for tuning in. Kenny, uh, thank you for being part of the mix. Zillionaire, appreciate you, man. Thank you for being part of the whole deal as well. JG, man, what's good, man? Jared, appreciate you, man. Adam, hey, so funny. I mean, I'm a grown man. I'm not even remotely funny. I'm just dumb and shows how low all your IQs are. Adam, appreciate you, man, for help helping out whoever you're talking to over there. Or you may be talking to yourself. Who knows? You got the high IQ. But appreciate you, Adam Moyer. Appreciate you for being part of the mix. Godfather, appreciate you for being part of this thing, too. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's figure this thing out. It's not that hard. It's simple, but yet complex. But Cowboy Nation, all we got to do, I'm going to say it to, to sound like a broken record. We continue to do the things that we need to do and everything else will go let's go cowboy nation let's get this thing going don't forget to hit that subscribe button share this content tell a friend a neighbor a foe a troll anybody that you want to know where they can go to listen to cowboys content i'm on i'm live on itunes we're not actually live but the show will be replayed on itunes so if you're driving around being around you can take take a deep look into that that show there Spotify, also roku appreciate you guys for being part of this thing Let's go Cowboy Nation One way or another You guys know what I'm going to do You guys know how this thing go Let's go Cowboy Nation Yes One game at a time That's all it takes Cowboy Nation One One game at a time One play at a time Let's go Yeah Tyrone Crawford, for two Bobby Brands Yes Let's go Cowboy Nation Put our mind to it. Continue to fight. Nah, we're not worried about uh, Wade Phillips, godfather. Nah, we're not worried about that. Let's go. Yeah. Let's grind up, man. Let's get this thing going in the right direction. Yes. Yes. Amari Cooper, he gonna do his job. Spotify, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy Nation. You guys know how to stay. We in fire now. <laughs> Channel your energy, baby. Y'all keep that same energy tomorrow. Wear that all white down there to LA. To live and die in LA. Deliver in LA. Westside. side. Let's go. Gotcha, Jay. It's time for victory to come around the corner. Now it's time for us to continue to fight for the things we want. Yes. Everybody understand what it's going through? Yes. 45-3. Chase Washington. Boog Thomas, shout out to you. Sabo. What's up? Long live the wolf long live the hot boys (laughs) yes let me formulate your mind to this right now go ahead and take out your pen and your notes you guys already know when you're up against your struggles meet it squarely face to face lift your chin set your shoulders plant your feet and take a brace when it's vain to try to dodge it do the best that you can do you may fall you may conquer see it through Black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim, but don't let your nerve desert you keep yourself and in fighting trim. If worse is bound to happen in spite of all that you do, remember Cowboy Nation, running from it will not save you. See it through. See it through. Even hope may seem but futile, then with trouble may be beset remember nation you're facing what other legends have met shall i name them the starbacks of the world the bob lilies of the world the drew pearsons of the world the that's the original 88 it's his birthday tomorrow shout out to drew pearson don't forget he's the original 88 did i mention michael Urban, troy aikman did i mention jay novachek did i mention oh man leon lett nate newton big nate mark stanowski man all those boys moose johnson everybody if i I admit anybody let's charge it to my head not my heart but those legends went through that and all they did was continue to fight they continued to fight towards the mark and let me know guys from here if we're wrong about this we will always still have our same love and adulation towards this team Regardless of the situation, head high, eyes to the finish. See this thing through, Cowboys Nation? Let's not just finish the fight. Start the fight, continue the fight, and then we finish that thing off. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. The Moose, yes. <laughs> continue the fight. Yes, yes. Dance did call it. Yes, I agree. I agree, Cowboy Nation. Let's get this thing going, Cowboy Nation. Five more. That's all we need. Hey, we, we want to get more rings. We got five right now. All we need is one more to put this thing away, right? Darren Wilson, yes. Let's name all the greats if we can. <laughs> put it down in the comment box one way or another Cowboy Nation Chris Torres appreciate you for tuning in to the nation look let's do this right here too I got one more thing to say to you all are you listening <laughs> I got one more thing to say to you all and remember you're listening to nothing but the bass. <laughs> and I got one more thing I gotta say to you all are you guys still listening let me know if you listening. I got one more thing to say to you all. Let me know. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Let's go. Watch them in the mouth, baby. We're out. Peace. i baby.